Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, can you do me a couple of ones in a change for you? Bag machine takes one, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. No point doing that. Give him the tenner back, right? You give him the fiver and the 50, right? Give him that back. So you take that and you just give him the free ones, right? Give him the free ones, that's it. Now you give him 30, right? You give him the 10 bob back and you owe him, if I'm right, 22 pence. <laughs> that's wrong, isn't it? Back by popular demand, Simon Day and Friends Lockdown Show 2, Saturday, July the 4th, 8.30pm. Go to biletto.co.uk, search Simon Day and Friends. Tickets, only £5. Show will be shown on Facebook. Hello and welcome to a socially distant episode of the Manchester United Redcast. My name is Aaron Paul, delighted to have you with me wherever you are across the world. Sorry we've been gone for a while, but we started things up again, but coronavirus hit. I do hope you're safe, you are well, you are healthy, and uh, you are all good and ready for United to re- uh, restart their Premier League campaign tomorrow night against Tottenham. Hotspur. Uh, on this afternoon's show, we've got a couple of, uh, a couple of regulars with us, Dan Riley and Russell Balkin. We've got Ricky Sachs talking all things Spurs, but I thought I'd fill you in on what's been going on at Old Trafford. Of course, uh, contracts is the big talking point at the moment. Uh, Angel Gomez is one. Uh, especially uh, quite a significant talking point. A lot of uh, chat around whether the academy prospect will be sticking around. Manchester United have confirmed they've offered him uh, a contract. Whether he extends or not is up to him. Timothy Fossu-Mensah has seen his deal uh, been extended to 2021, despite not playing for United since the final day of the 2016-17 
season elsewhere. And Nemanja Matic has signed a one-year extension with a view to a longer-term deal. Eric Bailly has seen his contract extended by two years as well. It looks like the only senior player to be leaving the club this summer will be Cameron Borthwick-Jackson. Uh, he hasn't played in a while and has had plenty of loan spells, but hasn't been able to break past Luke Shaw and Brandon Williams at left-back. In terms of injuries... United are pretty much full strength, apart from the news that Phil Jones and Axel Tuanzebi will both miss the Spurs game. Uh, plenty to look forward to in the rest of the season. We've got Norwich in the Cup next Saturday at Carrow Road. And, of course, don't forget, we're still in the Europa League, but we've got a 5-0 lead over LASK before they return to Old Trafford at a later date. So, the Premier League is back. And we watched City absolutely destroy Arsenal by three goals to nil last night. We watched Sheffield United nil, Aston Villa nil, Dean Henderson with a couple of fabulous saves in that game. But now comes the turn of United and a visit to Jose Mourinho and the Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium where United go into the game in fabulous form. If you want us to look at form, form guide has somewhat uh, gone out of the window, keeping a really, really solid run of clean sheets volley differentiating between the four at the back and five at the back system our last game was of course away to a LASK of Austria in the Europa League back on the 12th of March we won 5-0 there Odion Egalo grabbing one James Mata Mason Greenwood and Andres Pereira also getting on score sheet our Premier League game our last Premier League outing was of course that game against City a fabulous 2-0 win with Martial and McTominay scoring so, United are unbeaten in their last 11 since losing to Burnley at home back in the Premier League in January. The Premier League, well, the standings look not bad for Ollie's Reds. Uh, plenty of, uh, of opportunity for us to keep pushing for those top four berths with three points behind Chelsea uh, in a better run of form than Frank Lampard's side. We've lost one game less than them, but we've drawn three more. United currently sit fifth on 45 points. Sheffield United uh, just below us on 44 points. Chelsea above us on 48. Leicester third uh, on 53. Manchester City have 60 points. They sit in second behind that mob from the East Lanks Road on 82 points. So let's crack on and let's hear from Dan Riley ahead of what is a big, big game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Here's Dan Riley uh, with his preview to tomorrow night's game. It's lovely to be back talking about the uh, the, the team we uh, we all love, and uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of strange to think that uh, you know we are just a day away from seeing them again. It's strange, isn't it? I mean, for United fans, we've had such a, a funny sort of run this season, this points during the season, which where I've wished it, you know, for it to be over. But United come into this 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 sort of spell, this break, this pandemic. Um, in brilliant form, nine clean sheets in 11, 11 unbeaten. It, it's been really good. The, 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 the pandemic could not have come at a worse time for Manchester United, could it? We were, I mean, as you say, there were times earlier in the season where it was, I mean, it was pretty low ebb. And it was, then, then obviously, the, I think obviously the big factor was the arrival of Bruno and, just the lift that gave everyone, um, and uh, the, the 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 inclusion of Igalo as well. Just to just to sort of, I think it gave everyone a, a, a G up, and I think immediately there was a there was a there was a sort of sense that things were starting to click. Fred 
found incredible amount of form. I mean, obviously a, a while before, before Bruno came, but it, it was just all going so well. And it's the big question now is whether or not we can keep that momentum going because I think as, as we saw yesterday, if you don't hit the ground running, um, as Arsenal sort of certainly didn't, then, you know, it, it can sort of knock you, it could knock you back. And the last thing I think we want is, is a, is a, is a bad result. And obviously it's a, it's a, it's a big, big, big game to come back to. Is it going to be difficult to pick that form up again? Does the form book sort of just go straight out the window? Well, it, if you think about it, I was, I was thinking about the time, um, and we've, it's like the season. It's like the. It's like we've had a closed season mm. this this period of time. So, I think it's all about how they've how they've prepared. And and the the thing is, is that this is completely unprecedented. You know, this situation has never happened. It's a season has never been suspended in this manner. Players, you know, unable to train at all for a long period of time. They've come back, and it, I guess it's just about who's who's done their prep correctly. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's a there was a good feeling around United when 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 the when the pandemic struck, and I'm hoping that that feeling will you know continue. Um, it seems that the 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 buzz coming out of you know just from what you read and. And, and see online is that is that things are people are feeling good about it, and I, I mean I don't know maybe the the, the 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 Rashford factor might kind of might give us a little bit of a, a, a lift if that doesn't sound too strange as well. Um, let's talk about that man, Marcus Rashford. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been um, praising him in, in his pre-match press conference. Um, what a guy! What a geezer! I mean, what he's achieved during lockdown. You know? I mean, I look at myself, you know, I struggled to get out of bed, struggled to you know, do basic <laughs> things during lockdown, you know, struggled to, to stay away from Netflix. This guy's going out there and, and he's, he's you know, providing meals for, for those who, who, who most need it. And now he's campaigning, you know, sort of um, with the government and, and trying to get something positive in motion. And he's won effectively. Yeah, I mean... My only worry is that he decides to, you know, leave us and 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 head off to uh, to, to a, for a career in politics. I mean, you know, I think if if there was a if there was a vote for prime minister tomorrow, he'd probably have ninety percent of the country voting for him. Um, I think his what he's done just shows that he's a very very grounded individual who hasn't forgotten where he's come from. Yeah. You know, he's he's been in the situation that those those kids are in and. And rather than, you know, sort of take the time to just sort of, you know, chill effectively, he's decided to get off his backside and, and, and do something. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, he's, to, to, to sort of, to, to make a U-turn like that in, in government policy yeah. is incredible. And it's, and it's something that I think he, he recognised that he had the, he had the power to do that because if you have that platform, then you are able to. I mean, he's effectively embarrassed the government into, you know, to changing their their policy, um, and I think that's just you know 
uh, everyone said. It, 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 it's kind of, it's almost incredible, uh, impossible to, to put into words what, a, what, a, what an amazing achievement that is. It, make, it makes you want to be um, at Old Trafford as well, just to hear the song Rashford 1, Boris Nil. That's it. Rashford 1, <laughs> Boris Nil. Rashford 1, Boris Nil. You know, um, yeah. going on to another topic that's been sort of, you know, massive in, in the news and, 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 you know, sort of around the world, obviously the terrible scenes that we saw in America to do with George Floyd. Um, I think we can expect United players to take a knee before the game, as as um, the players did yesterday in in in, in their game, the Aston Villa Sheffield United game. I wouldn't be surprised, and I think it'd be right to do something like that, you know, to mark that. Well, I think it was. I I, I think it was good that it was just the players that decided to do it, and it wasn't. Oh, we're going to take a knee. It was just we're going to do this because that's how we feel about it, and we're not gonna. We're not doing it to say, oh, look, aren't we, you know, aren't we worthy and aren't we, uh, you know, right-minded? They're doing it because they feel it's right. And, uh, I mean, the the thing, I, I, I think that the names on the back of the shirts is, mm-hmm. is a great thing. Um, it's, I mean, you know, you just, we, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to have seen so many, uh, you know, Things said before, oh, things are going to change, and 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 it doesn't. Um, and I'm hoping now that possibly this this time things will change, and um, you know that that the, it, it's. But it's it's got to be more than just players taking a knee. I mean, it's got to result in you know real proper action, and 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 companies and um, government making changes to recognize the you know the the inequalities 100 percent. let's talk football now um a few sort of quick fire questions i wanted to ask you um who do you want to see the best of of, of i mean obviously we want to see the best of everyone but is there a certain player you're looking at and thinking you know what we really need to see a bit more of you oh right yeah okay well um i, I think it's a funny one because I think when we when we when we broke, everyone was putting in seven, eight out of ten performances. Mm-hmm. I I think there was a few sticky games from Lindelof. Um, where oh, the weakest link in the team. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's he's still the jury's still out for me with him, and that's and that's not a kind of a. a a condemnation of him because I, I think it's it's possible that he can be a very good squad player, but I don't think he's a you know first team player. Um, I think he's just he's he's just got too many. Um, he, there's a few too many mistakes, and I think when the when the pressure's on, I think it gets to him a bit. And and actually that that leads into something which I think is interesting about about this this restart is that there's no crowd. So I think it's going to be interesting to see whether some players who didn't perform as well before the break uh, perform better because there's no, there's no crowd and, and possibly players that feel the pressure of the crowd a bit. Um, you know, some <laughs> maybe someone like Phil Jones, who I think, although as you've said, he's, 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 I think he's, he's injured, but someone yeah. like Jones, yeah. who maybe when there's a few groans, 
it can kind of get to him a bit, you know? And, and, and so, but yeah, for me, yeah, Lindelof's been, as you say, I agree with you, the, the weakest link. Um, I just, I just hope they all continue um, in the, in the vein they were. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, I'm looking at someone like Jesse Lingard. I think personally, in this case, is in last chance alone. Um, by the looks of it, he's been keeping super fit, super, super, super fit. Um, but I, I think he is really sort of drinking in last chance alone at the moment with, with Oli Solskjaer. Um, the one I want to see back is Eric Bailly. I absolutely love him. I adore him. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. Don't get me wrong. I think his, is the way he, he, he can, um, be a bit, I think boisterous is the word. Boisterous may be a bit, you know, um, careless sometimes in the tackle. It, it, it adds to sort of the beauty of it. Um, but but I'd love to no, see I like, him I, do well. I, I like I like Bayern, and, and there were we saw glimpses, didn't we, before mm. the um, that Chelsea before game the, was wow before the break. I mean, I've, he's one of those he's one of those players that I've always thought when you see someone. Really, really, you know, when he first came in, he, he was really, really, really impressive. And mm. you think, well, if he's if he's able to do that, then that he certainly can continue to do that. I, I mean, it, it's that old thing of, of sometimes the 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 injuries and the amount of injuries just are, are 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 the thing that just never let that player get the momentum going. Um, who knows? Maybe that maybe what he needed was a was a big long rest. Let's let's see. Is he is he fit? He is fit. He's fit. He's back. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to go on to ask you. You know, your your lineup for tomorrow. So have that in the back of your mind. Um, talk to me about Paul Pogba though. Does he make this team? Does he get straight back in? For me, it's a no, personally. But um, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Does he slide straight back in? Well, I mean, I, I, I think that I, I, I find that this is this is this is the big debate, isn't it, with with United fans? I mean, for me, he's a player that if he's fit and he's available, mm. he has to play because he's a he's a he's a he's a match winner, he's a game changer, and I think there's absolutely the the way that he can fit into this team. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that, how that works um, tomorrow. And, and as you say, we'll come on to the lineups, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Pogba fan. Um, so I, I think he, he plays. If fit. I mean, who, who, who goes into your midfield? In fact, you know, let's go into your lineup and we'll sort of break it down. Okay. Yeah. The United line. Go on, say Lee Grant and goal. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, well, there's there's a, there's a whole other conversation about Henderson, but um, yeah. obviously, De Gea, De Gea, De Gea starts in goal. Um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, I would go. I would go with Bay and Maguire. Um, Do you go for a back four. I'm going to go for a back four. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm going to go for a back four for the reasons of the midfield. I'm going to go with Shaw at left back. I'm going to go with um, Fred and Pogba and uh, McTominay, and I'm going to play Bruno in the midfield as well, in a sort of slightly more advanced role. Mm. And 
obviously Martial. Um, what about Rashford? It's Rashford. I thought Rashford wasn't fit. He's fit. I'm sure he's fit. I'm sure Marcus Rashford. Oh my god! Of course, because I I I, I always had in my mind that his his back problem was no, keeping him out of the of the Euros. Rashford's Rashford's available again. Phil, well, the Euros have been starting now, wouldn't they? Yes, um, yes. Of only course, two players of course. out: Phil, Phil Jones and Axel Tuanzebi. Right. Well, that that puts a whole new that puts a whole new uh, a whole new uh, 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 thing light on things. Well, I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to have to, am I going to go, am I going to drop one of Fred, am I going to drop McTominay? He's a big game player. He's a big game player. Yeah, and it's it's a game where we have to maybe just, you know, be a little bit cautious. First game back, not go too gung-ho. It's, I mean, well, look, Aaron, this is a good sign, isn't it? We're, 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 We're struggling to leave people out. Mm. Which we weren't, which we possibly haven't done, um, had done for a while. What would you, what would you go for in your midfield? Uh, I'd go five at the back, and I can see Oli. Go five, five, okay. I think he's going right. for that back five again. Um, uh, to be honest, for me, Lindelof misses out completely. I'd go for the back three of Maguire, uh, Bay, and Shaw because I think Shaw right. really excelled. As that letter centre half, although he does concern me going up against someone of the quality of a Harry Kane, a Hyung Min Son, he does really concern me. Um, but Brandon Williams would be left back. I think he's oh, he's he's, he's so good. He's so good. The level of shithousery he, he offers, <laughs> back, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, good. No, I mean, and then so would you go McTominay and Fred? McTominay and Fred. I think Fred has been. I feel bad because I've said on this podcast before that he's probably the worst United player I've ever seen, the worst signing <laughs> for the money. He was he was just horrendous, but he has improved leaps and bounds. It's unreal. He's really really done well. I feel bad for Matic as well. I think Matic has really excelled in the past. You know, in the in the in the run of form that that we were in, and McTominay never misses out for me because I think he's a big game player, especially in a game like this. He does not miss out. Um, and then you, you've got to look at who else you're chucking in there. Obviously, Bruno's a first name on the team sheet. Um, but then it's got to be Rashford and Martial up front. So like a 5-2-1-2. Um, we're Rashford and Martial just going for it. Spurs, you know, I can see them sort of being cautious. I think Marino is under pressure already. Um, I was actually on a, a Spurs podcast last week. And, you know, Mourinho has been chucking out all these messages about how he's struggled because his team aren't fully fit. If he loses three or four of those nine games, there is no way Levy's going to give him a, a war chest in the summer to build something. Because that, let's be fair, he's in it for the money. He's in it to, to sign to sign some players. Um, and I think, I think Mourinho will play Mourinho ball tomorrow and just try and look to frustrate us. Um, but then again, I think Solskjaer, I don't think Solskjaer's got the balls to go and, and chuck four at the bat there and, and absolutely go for it. I'd be very surprised if he does. Because you've got to look at Kane, you've got to look at Son, Lacelso, Bergwijn. They've got some good players in there, Spurs. Um, so, it, it, it's going to be... I'm, I'm feeling, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe maybe it's just that, that um, uh, you know, confidence of almost like it feels like the start of a season. But I, I am confident um, 
I am confident about um, tomorrow. I think, I think all in all, we've we've got a, we've got a stronger team than them, and and I think that I think we can I think we can go there and get a get get the win. I hope so. I really, really hope so. Um, looking at other fixtures, we've got Sheffield United on Wednesday, and then back in the FA Cup, which is very much a winnable trophy. Yes, uh, th- that was that was the weird thing about when it, in the whole talk of Project Restart, mm. because it's been so focused on the Premier League. I had sort of weirdly assumed that they'd they cancelled the FA Cup. I thought they'd just said, "Look, we're we're going to you know have a asterisk on that one," but. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know that could be um, that's another thing to do, um, another thing for us, and of course there's the the Europa League. Have yeah, you heard that, about the Europa League? Place in, in August, on it. I mean, LASK is uh, is are uh, who we're, um, we're we're facing. I think we're up first at Old Trafford, LASK of Austria. For any, I actually had to research them again yesterday because um, I completely forgotten. Um, I've forgotten. Don't forget, we got five nil head start from yeah. the first leg. So I mean that that would be. Uh, that would be I a- believe. I believe that. Are we not? If we get through that game, then I believe that all the um, quarterfinals from then on in are being played in Germany. Yeah, there is. There is going to be a. It, it's sort of like going to be a mini tournament. Yeah, a mini World Cup. Which yeah, we, I think it would be. be, um, be it'll be fantastic. Uh, it'd be good to, uh, to 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 get some silverware going, um, but yeah, look, looking at the balance of the fixtures into July, we're looking at United, Bournemouth. We've got Brighton at the end of the month as well on the on the Tuesday. Um, so yeah, pl- plenty of football on route, but starting with a massive, massive game uh, tomorrow at uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, how's it going to go? Yeah, I I I I think. I think I think we'll get the win. I do. I, 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 I'm feeling confident. I think the players are going to be feeling confident. Um, as we've discussed, we've got we've got a, a very good, very strong squad at the moment. And I think, yeah, maybe maybe it could be a question of whether or not we decide to go for it. And and you know, hopefully we will. And and you know, we'll see um, we'll see some some good. Good traditional attacking football from United. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Dan Riley, brilliant. Thank you, mate. Good to uh, good to have you on with us. Hopefully, we'll be speaking to you again um, going forward. But um, keep safe, keep healthy, keep well. Look after yourself. I will do. Pleasure. Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams niche nonsense or surprisingly brilliant you decide the Terrace Scottish football podcast the cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show search the Terrace Scottish football podcast on your chosen podcast player now yeah, welcome back to the Manchester United Redcast. Thanks for joining us. I do hope you're safe and well wherever you are across the globe as we battle this horrible, horrible uh, disease. Elsewhere, 
and let's talk about one man who's been really chucking out a positive message throughout lockdown. His name is Marcus Rashford, soon to be Sir Marcus Rashford, uh, if you believe everything you read on Twitter. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has uh, said that his efforts are more important than any game of football he could play. On Tuesday, the UK government extended a free school meal scheme outside of term time after Rashford wrote to MPs. It will benefit about 1.3 million children in England. Solskjaer says he has changed the lives of so many kids this summer. Absolutely fantastic from the England forward campaigning uh, to, to to really look after those that need it in the UK and families who are struggling as a result of the COVID-19 campaign. Um, elsewhere, and of course, the Black Lives Matter campaign has also taken precedence uh, throughout this Football restart. Raheem Sterling, Tyrone Biggs and Troy Deeney have all been prominent amid the campaign, which saw every player from all four clubs involved in yesterday's reopening of the Premier League take a knee before kickoff. And I'm sure uh, we'll all be delighted to see everyone uh, in the United and Spurs game doing the same. Let's move on now and continue our build-up to that game. Let's hear uh, from Russ Balkin. He's a United Redcast regular. Here's what happened when I caught up with him. Another big, big Reds fan has joined me. Russell Balkin is with me. TV, TV empresario. Uh, I mean. Uh, Russ, how are you, pal? All safe? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, not well. As good as can be. As good as exactly. Can be. Given the given the unprecedented times that we live in, I think that's the fashion. I think that's what we have to call it. Yeah, unprecedented yeah. times. You know, all I've been thinking about is my own R value, my R rate, my R value. You know. I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, How's that doing? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Keeping we'll it be, below one. Keep it below one. Well below one on my my own personal um, R value. Um, have you missed the Reds? I have. I mean, man, I've missed football so much. There's only so many YouTube compilations of great goals. I think they ran on the United Facebook page, they ran the Premier League goals, or like a thousand of them. And I was dipping in and out of that for like my daily fix of, of United goals and been playing a lot of FIFA to try and get my fix. Um, I watched a bit of the Bundesliga to try and try and uh, get back into football, but it wasn't the same. So I'm absolutely delighted that the Premier League is back and can't wait to see United back in action. United have improved a hell of a lot on FIFA. Um, I mean, they're doing, they're doing all right. They're doing okay. On FIFA. I'll tell you what, if I was to add a couple of players to that squad, it would be Ruben Neves and Adama Traore. I mean, Ru- Adama Traore, pace 96. I mean, Ruben Neves just shoots from anywhere and scores. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great... This feels like a different podcast, but yeah, I've got Dan James. Dan James is my first choice right wing and Adama Traore is my second choice right wing. Hold, hold on. No. So, we, we, you know, we, we've gone into FIFA. Let's talk about it. Um, with United, what, what sort of formation are you playing? Oh, so I play... I'm, an, I'm playing... I'm a futthead, as I believe the kids are calling it. Um, so I have. Uh, I'm playing a four-one-two-one-two. Is that is that too many players? A diamond. I'm playing a diamond. Yeah. Um, so um, I've got Rashford. Juan Mata makes an appearance. I've got a lot of time for Juan Mata. Dan James, as I mentioned. Um, Bayi at the back, who I'm looking forward to seeing back in the flesh. He's different class. He's a beast, man. He's different gravy. I'm sorry, but Lindelof, Lindelof is shit on. Lindelof, absolutely. So yeah, there's lots of good. Look, I can't afford all of the players I'd like. I have to say, 
and I haven't been lucky enough to pack Pogba yet or anything like that. So, you know, I am trying. But, yeah, no, very excited for the return of the real thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I've I've been I've been messing around with Ollie's five of the back system, and it's working really, really. Uh, well. so we yeah, play, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we're getting the and we're getting the personnel to play the system to play the system. So why not? That's it. I mean, that's the thing. On my even on my FIFA lineup, Fred, uh, Pogba doesn't make it. He yeah, make my lineup. It's it's Fred Matic, um, uh, Bruno Fernandez, Martial, and Rashford. Um, Carlo, DJ, DJ off the bench, little DJ off the bench, just to, you know, just to absolutely savage their fullbacks at the end. But um, FIFA's been <laughs> yeah. something we've definitely sort of um, passed our time with. Um, United going into this uh, crisis, I mean, in fabulous form, 11 on the beat. Great. Really, great. really brilliant form, clean sheets for fun. It just came at the wrong time for us, didn't it? Was yeah, like it was since Fernandez arrived till lockdown happened. We were doing all right, weren't we? We had a bunch of good results. I think our last result was the uh, Europa League, the five nil away. Yeah, five nil away at home. I can't quite remember. Yeah, away. Yeah. Um, in March. Um, but yeah, no, we were doing. We were in a good. We were in a good place. I mean, Fernandez seemed to make all the difference. Um sort of giving us a bit of craft to sort of unlock the door to use a, a Fergieism. Um He was very, you know, it seemed to work really well. And Igalo was, you know, doing really well. I'm glad we've managed to hold on to him, at least for the end of this extended season. Um, we'll see what happens um, going forward. But, you know, we all doubted. I mean, I, I won't say we all, but I was among the doubters when he was the name that came in in that January transfer window. But he, you know, he did really well. So... You know, no complaints there. More from him, I hope. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, with Igalo, he's, of course, extended his, his stay um, just a little bit longer until uh, until January of next year. I mean, just looking ahead, obviously the transfer windows are shifting now. I believe the transfer windows will shut on October the 5th. Um, okay. Igalo staying, I can't see United signing a forward, you know? In in the transfer window, I can't see it happening. I yeah, think maybe. I mean, it's a weird. I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of talk about how lockdown and Corona has skewed the marketplace for in football now, and the money has dried up. So you know, it, it looks like players who might have been moving might have gone somewhere. Like it's interesting that Chelsea. I don't want to talk about Chelsea, but they've that they've they've tied up uh, Timo Werner for next season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of... Get Ziyech as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. And then they've also, and there's all the talk is around Havertz. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, you might be right. I mean, when you've got Greenwood, you've got Rashford, you've got Martial, you've got Igalo, you look, you're looking, it's not a shabby lineup to... I, th- you know. I think they're holding out, you know. I think they're holding out for someone like Harry Kane in the model Harry Kane. Interesting, like a big, a big name. Yeah, I, th- I think this summer's going to be very much going for someone like uh, a Jaden Sancho, and yeah. maybe another defender. There's been a lot of talk uh, about um, a defender. I think Jude Bellingham as well. Jude Bellingham, yeah, Jack. That Bellingham, was, that that. was supposed to be happening, wasn't it? There, there's been, there's been a lot of trips to go and try and impress his parents and showing mm. them around Carrington and what have you. Yeah, it's interesting. Like when you look at the, if you look, if you take the, I mean, what's become clear over the season is the kind of team that Ole is trying to build. Yeah. You know, it's very quick. It's very, they're quite young. 
you know, if you look in all the positions or lots of the positions, they're sort of younger or newer players. You've got Juan Basaka, you know, you've got Luke Shaw and Brandon Williams on the left. Mm-hmm. You've got Harry Maguire, Lindelof. You know, you might, you might think maybe, you know, Bailly's coming back. I mean, that's the one, I don't like to talk about the positives of the coronavirus lockdown crisis, but it's given us an extra window to get players fit again. 100%. Um, in the, whilst we're waiting for football to come back. And so to have, like, looking at the team news for tomorrow night, you know, we've got a nearly, nearly full squad. Well, I was just about to say, speaking of people coming back from injury, uh, of course, there had to be someone injured, and that man is Phil Jones. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I think banging down the door of the first team, but still, don't wish I don't wish ill on anybody. Um, but, you know, Maguire and Lindelof at the back there were looking pretty decent. And to have, you know, Baye in the wings and Twanzebe by all accounts was playing at the back um, in the practice matches um, which is interesting to see um, it's nice that I think Ole's having a look at people who um, you know weren't around the first team necessarily and John and um, Fossu Mensah as well Tim Fossu Mensah has also been in and around the team so it'll be interesting to see what happens and we're allowed five subs now um, so you know there's an interesting uh, the sort of tactical decisions to be made and a lot of matches in relatively short succession. So it looks like some players are going to get, you know, a run out. So it'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, certainly going to be uh, interesting to see that. Of course, um, you know, a lot of compliments given to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the back end of, of the last uh, set of games where we played Manchester City on the back five that he's played. Do you reckon yeah. with... Jose Mourinho coming out and saying that Kane, Son and Sissoko will all start for Spurs. Do you reckon we'll see that back five again? It's interesting. I was just looking at, at trying to work out what the Spurs team lineup might be. And they probably going to play Kane, Song and Lucas. Lucas as well. I don't know. Yeah, throw it at the back. I mean... I mean, the shape... I mean, I'm no tactician. I'm no tactician, Aaron. But you might think that you've got three vet, you know three or two particularly quick forwards and a, and a really great you know striker and Kane to have cover at the back there might work really well but it depends if they're going to interrupt the supply um to those forwards um you know with Fred and McTominay is it's Scott McTominay fit I can't remember I we, we are completely fit but completely fit so you know, I think the you know the options are there. Depending if if United if Ole wants two midfielders to sit in front of a back four, that would be good. Fred in front of a three might be good. Um, it's interesting to see, but I think the for me, not that I love the goals. I do love the goals, but it'd be interesting to see how it what happens further up the pitch. You know, it looks like um, Paul Pogba might make a return alongside Bruno Fernandes. Um, I mean, that to me is, could be really exciting. Um, and then the other, the other question, I, the other thing I've seen discussed is, you know, Pogba's success for Juventus came on the left, you know, everyone has said this, on the left-hand side of a midfield trident and whether having Fernandes now allows him to do that and we might see a newer, better, more different Pogba. And also I think he... I mean, I might be optimistic here. I'm known for sort of helpless optimism, but um, 
the crisis, you know, the corona crisis and the... He sort of realised that he's not his move and that might dampen down and he might knuckle down and, you know, at least help us get into the Champions League places for next, for next year. And then let's see what happens after that. Does he start for you tomorrow? I don't know. I mean, he's not played, he's not been in a match for for God knows how long, you know? So like who knows? I mean I've not I don't get access to the to the training footage. I don't know how good he's looked. But I mean who's you know, who's he displacing is the is the thing. I'm just gonna have to remind myself of the the team before. I mean, who were we playing? What was our lineup? Before. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't look at the lineup. I'd look at sort of the recent form. I'd say Fred's got to be the most improved. Definitely. Matt has just come back into form. I've seen him, you know, have his deal extended. And, and of course, Scott McTominay is a big yeah. game player. You yeah. Know, he's a real big game player. Um, yeah. For me, Pogba doesn't start. He starts yeah. at the bench. Yep. And, and and you sort of see how it goes from there. I can't see Oli shifting from the five of the back either, Russ. I can't no. because because of Kane and Son and yep. Mora. Um, yep. I just I just really think it's going to be uh, a case of us playing that back five and playing how we did against City and and sort of displaying that um, not pragmatism but just just. No, a, is there's it, a great flexibility to that yeah, back it's, 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 it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, very excited. I'm just very excited to see. And I have to say, I saw a bit of the Villa-Sheffield United match last mm. night. Not a, not an example of brilliant football, but the crowd noise that they were playing in on Sky mm. seemed to work really well. So, as a spectacle, it was, you know, pretty pretty decent so um yeah looking forward to it from that point of view as well you'll be watching though um how's it gonna go down i think united united i mean i think united will do i think united will do you know put one over on spurs i think um i mean you ask me to name numbers give you a score hey you can you can give us a score if you want 3-1 3-1 United? 3-1 United. I will take that. I'm sure a lot of uh, Reds will certainly take that, especially when it comes to uh, getting one over on Jose Mourinho. Russ, thank sure. you. Appreciate it. Appreciate your chat. Appreciate your time, pal. Um, but yeah, I will uh, I will catch up with you uh, going forward. Russell, with me there on the United Redcast, looking ahead to the game against Spurs tomorrow night. Massive thanks to Russell Balkin there. He'll be joining us as United progress through the 2019-20 season with nine more Premier League games, uh, an FA Cup run, and hopefully a run to the Europa League final as well. This is the United Redcast. My name is Ample. Don't forget you can catch me under us on social media at United Redcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear you uh, from you on game days and, um, and and around some other discussions we like to have joining us now Ricky Sachs from Last Word on Spurs good pal of mine big big Spurs fan fabulous podcast do check them out and here's his preview ahead of tomorrow night's game
Hi there, guys. Hope you're all keeping safe and well. Just a preview ahead of Tottenham Hotspur against Manchester United this coming Friday night. Difficult to know what to expect. I mean, it's two teams like the rest of the Premier League that have been out of action for at least three months. Difficult to know from a mental perspective and physicality perspective just what kind of spectacle we're going to be expecting to see. But we always know that Tottenham against Manchester United was always quite a glamour tie 10, 15 years ago. It was always one of those games that you love to watch. And I think it being under the lights on Sky... And, of course, in a different kind of situation with no fans being there, I think it will still be a great game to watch on the eye. I'll be interested to see how Jose Mourinho sets up as the Spurs head coach because we definitely saw before this enforced break that when we played the likes of Liverpool, when we played the likes of City and Chelsea, we very much were the team that would allow the opposition to have the majority of the ball and to sit back and try and break on the counter-attack. And whilst I'm a lot more confident now because we have got the likes of Bergevin, Sissoko, Son and Kane back, I still think for me Spurs are best represented when they play fluent attacking football on the eye. And to be fair, Jose Mourinho to some degree has rein that back in. I think he's very much of the case that he wants Spurs to defend first and foremost and then look to counter-attack. And we've got counter-attacking players, the likes of Lucas Moura, the likes of Hummin Son, uh, that can offer pace to this team. But I would rather see Spurs on the front foot. United you know, have got some really, really good players that can cause us a lot of harm. The likes of Paul Pogba and, of course, the likes of Bruno Fernandes. I've been so impressed with Fernandes since he came to Manchester United. Obviously, a player that Spurs heavily, heavily looked at, heavily scouting. I think if the Ericsson move wouldn't have dragged its feet the way it would have done, we may have seen Bruno Fernandes be a Spurs player rather than a United player. So I hope he doesn't punish us. I think we've seen that this United team have got the quality to really, really punish an opposition. And I'm hoping that United will be a bit rusty so we don't see the best version of Manchester United after this enforced break on Friday night. But I think it will be a quite tight affair. I'm probably going to go for 1-1. I think for Spurs, that's not really a great result. But for United, 1-1 may not be too bad at all. It still keeps that gap respectable between them and Spurs. And it keeps United on course still to finish in a Champions League spot. And that's bearing in mind Man City's ban is upheld. So really, really excited for the game. I think you've got two teams that have a lot of quality on the pitch. Uh, again, we've seen the mind games already before kickoff in terms of Jose Mourinho allegedly indicating that he feels Solskjaer is out of his depth. I'm sure we don't need those kind of mind games. You don't need to give Man United any more of an incentive to beat Spurs and what they already do. So big, big game on Friday night. Really looking forward to it. And I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw with Harry Kane grabbing Tottenham's goal. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's 2-1 Spurs, but I've tried to be honest. Enjoy the game, guys. There you go then. Ricky goes to the 1-1 draw. I don't think I'll be back in that. I'll definitely be back in a United win. Thank you for joining us, though. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your patience as well. While the United Redcast has taken an extended hiatus, I do hope you're safe, you're well, um, and uh, that you'll be following the Reds tomorrow. It's an 8.15 kickoff at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, live on Sky Sports. It'll be Spurs versus Manchester United. And guys, remember, uh, we've got to support... Uh, this fabulous campaign that really shouldn't be out there. Black Lives Matter. It really, really shouldn't be necessary. But it is in this day and age, sadly. Let's support it. Let's back it. And let's back whatever our players do tomorrow night. I'll catch you on the next episode. Have a great one, guys. Keep safe. Come on, you Reds. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? 
and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.